Good morning, you beautiful people. This is the Mindful Wizard checking in. This is episode 15. I am proud to announce we are already going pretty far. Um, I didn't think it would get to this point where we would be doing already 15 episodes. It's pretty cool. It feels surreal at times that we've grown to this point. But hey, I enjoy it. I think certain people enjoy it. They keep coming back. So that's a good sign. So if you're hearing this, I just want to say hello. Thank you. I appreciate you. And to start this week's podcast, I wanted to talk about love. But the inspiration for it was pretty funny. So before you say anything and attack me, I am allowed to watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I am a wizard. So I should get a little bit of... um, some slack there all right so yeah i was watching sabrina the teenage witch i enjoy it after a long day of work but out of all shows you know you can learn from pretty much anything and if you read emotional intelligence one of the things that the author asks you to do is to observe emotion in characters and he says to observe real-time emotions in movies and shows because then you learn more about how people move And, you know, how they respond in these situations, facial features and all that, how the face actually changes during argument and all that. So so that's pretty much that. All right. So I was uh, watching Sabrina. And so for this episode, she's in love with this kid, right, named Harvey. If you've watched the show, you know who he is. But so she's attracted to him. And the premise of this show is funny, though. He is a muggle, right? He's a mortal, they call it in the show. You know, non-magic, no magic ability. She's a witch. So if she kisses him, the first time, according to their legend, a witch kisses a mortal, they turn into a frog. So whatever, she kisses him, she takes the risk. Kid turns into a frog. They get to this National Institute of Love Um she wants to turn him back into a human obviously right but in order to get him back into a human they need to prove that it's true love if she takes the risk and she can't prove that it's true love then she herself sabrina turns into a frog as well so i think it's interesting so bang three stages she has to defeat or pass the three stages stage number one she gets into this game show And there's three versions of the Harvey that she likes, right? And only one of them is the real version. So through conversation, she's supposed to tell which one is the real Harvey. At the end of that game show, you know, task number one, the aunt in the show is like, so the first step of love is friendship and communication, because if you guys are not friends then the conversation won't flow so the first secret to love according to sabrina the teenage witch is communication and friendship so i'm like all right that's a pretty interesting story bang now we get to task number two task number two is sabrina sitting on a beach chair this handsome dude comes out of the pool diesel whatever cut up attractive whatever you want to describe it as and he has cake And it sounds simple, but he's trying to feed her the cake. And it gets more complex because he knows what she likes and how to flirt with her and all that. So then temptation, you know, resisting temptation is the secret number two. Like you have to be willing to look temptation in the face, especially if you love chocolate cake and say no. And, you know, that's an important lesson that I think a lot of people don't recognize. They spend their time 
wooing someone they finally get that person's attention and then they get distracted by someone else so is it love or is it lust right you need to be willing to look temptation in the face and say no especially if you want to build with that person now stage number three the last one is exciting i think so she gets to this like bridge and he's on the other side but to get to the bridge she has to go basically to put her life at risk so i'm watching it and i'm like yo this is so funny like why am i watching this bro like really but then i realized the connection to that bridge and then hades town which is a musical on broadway that originated as a story a greek myth and do not please do not judge me for the pronunciation of these names orpheus and eurydice so basically this is a dope story and i see the connection between the story i'm about to tell you now and sabrina the teenage witch so basically the story is that he wants to orpheus wants to rescue his wife from hell so he goes down to hell and tells Hades, like, yo, give me my wife back. And Hades goes, Hades goes, fine, let's, let's make a gamble. If it's true love, you'll be allowed to take her with you and exit hell. No one can leave hell. You would be the first couple to do it. But there's a twist. Come on, you know the devil's not just going to like it easy. He's like, if either of you look back, y'all both go to hell. Y'all both stay in hell forever. So it's like, it's dope because what the devil's testing here is the loyalty, right? Orpheus is walking. If he looks back to see if his girl is still walking with him, he loses her. So the point there is you have to blindly trust your partner. You can't look back because if you look back, you both get caught up in hell. So at first it sounded like a funny little connection, but then I'm like, wait, this shit is actually pretty profound. Either I overthink things or they are profound. It is what it is. I wanted to share that little piece on love for the intro for this week. And then I believe that we're going to add a segment by the end of the week by someone named Josh. He's a, he's a kid I went to high school with, really cool dude, motivator, really into fitness, so if you guys are trying to build like your fitness regimens, he would be a great dude to follow. Very motivating, great shape, and just a funny, overall funny dude. So I'm interested. I think he's going to comment on one of his either biggest challenges or what motivates him. So either either way, it's going to be exciting news. So stay tuned. Check it out. And that's just what it is. So don't make fun of me for watching, Sabrina. I hope you enjoyed that connection to love. And just to recap, secret number one, communication. Secret number two, resist temptation. And secret number three, I would say is trust. Take the leap. And then that's how that connects to the story of Town. Hopefully when this coronavirus stuff is over, I'll be able to afford some Broadway tickets and I'll go check it out. And then I'll do a report about that. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. I love you all. Mindful Wizard is here. Um, lastly, I do want to advertise this. We are making shirts. So shirts are 25 bucks. They say at Mindful Wizard, and then we got tank tops as well. Um, those are 20 at Mindful Wizard, little M in the back. It's really cool. They're moving pretty fast, which I'm grateful about. And if anyone is interested in supporting the cause, all you got to do is follow me on Instagram, DM me, 
and then you can order your shirt there. I'm only doing pre-orders. And next week, we aim to have white on black as well as just black on white, right, for the shirt color. So if you guys are interested, just DM me, email me, and we'll figure that out. Don't worry about shipping. I'll cover the cost, and that's just that. All right, guys, I love you all. Have a blessed day, and thanks for listening. Holla. Good morning, wonderful people. Welcome to this wonderful Saturday morning. It's beautiful out in Brooklyn. Um, ow, I just hit my foot, but that's okay. Mindfulness is the way. All right, so for this segment, I wanted to jump in and, as promised, talk about my Ramadan experience. For those of you that don't know or that don't follow me on Instagram yet, at Mindful Wizard, um, I made a promise to a young man uh, from my school. And he says that he smokes and he can't stop. So I said, okay, what can I do to help you stop? And he said, why don't you sacrifice something that you like and I'll sacrifice something that I like? So I said, all right, cool. Um, I know the young man through conversation and I know that he's, you know, a practicing Muslim. So I said, all right, so Ramadan's coming up, right? He's like, yep. I said, all right, so how about this? You don't smoke for the entire month of Ramadan. And what I'll do is on the first day of Ramadan, I will fast. And he was like, what? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, but you're not Muslim. And I said, I understand that. But because I care so much about your health, about your health, I don't mind extending my comfort to make sure that you're doing something healthy as well. So fine. We shook hands. Um, and then yesterday was the first day of Ramadan. And I will say that it was brutal. So first and foremost, inshallah, to all my observing friends, my Muslim friends that observe, um Ramadan Mabaruk. I hope I'm saying that correctly. And basically what I've been told is that that's just like a greeting saying I hope that you have a successful launch to your Ramadan and that God forgives us for all our sins. So, for those of you that are not Muslim, I hope I don't offend you, but you know, fasting is a very powerful spiritual experience and because I want to dedicate my mind, body, and soul, I have to work a little harder to connect with God. So one of the ways that I wanted to do that yesterday was by giving up something, um, you know, that I hold dear to me. And that's energy, right? That's food. So I kind of want to just think about my experience first at the physical and then at the social level and then eventually at the spiritual level. So that's kind of where I want to go with this. All right. So. At the physical level, it taught me that I have a crazy dependency on coffee, as evident by my crazy headache. Um, it was really bad. But at the same time, I didn't want to let a headache make me quit. I did feel dizzy, not going to lie. I also think that I went kind of hard and that I went from, you know, seven in the morning to seven in the afternoon, almost eight o'clock in the evening. So I think that was a lot for a first timer. And moving forward, now that I have that experience, I might do four hours. So maybe I'll do like seven in the morning to like 11 and I'll drink some water so that my body has some type of, you know, substance. I'm definitely going to start doing fruit fast where I just wake up and it'll just be water and fruit for the whole day. And I think I should have worked my way up to that full complete fast. I will be honest. I did say I was going to do 24 hours, but I couldn't my first time. I think I could have. But to be honest, I wanted to satisfy the pain, right? My, my headache was really bad. And, I, and, I, and I'm telling you not to brag, but I'm, I'm pretty healthy. I rarely get headaches. Like, this is super rare. So I thought that it was, um, 
related to my dependency and my routine, right? Like everything that I'm used to doing. All right. So back to the physical though. So the body felt weaker. I had to take two naps, um, one from 3 PM to about 4:30, And then I went to sleep very early, maybe from like nine to like 10:30. I took another nap and then I finally just slept, slept. And that was just to recover. Um, after breaking the fast around 7:45. What I did is I prayed. I said, thank you, God, for the experience and for the strength to carry me through. And then I broke the fast with a banana, some coffee and some water. The reason I said coffee was because my head was pounding and I figured it was because of the lack of caffeine that my body is used to. So let me segue into routines. What I liked about Ramadan was that it revealed to me that I really am, I don't want to say addicted, but I'm a very routine based person. So when <clears throat> when I snapped from my routine and I wasn't following it, it was difficult. And then at the deeper levels, I realized that we really are committed to our routines in terms of eating. So like, let's say me, for example, I eat around eight in the morning, then at 12 or one and then again around six or seven. And that was my pattern. Right. And then yesterday I couldn't facilitate. I couldn't, um, I, don't, I guess, fulfill that pattern. And it really threw me off. So it was hard to stay mindful when I had nothing to distract myself. So food is distracting, right? You wake up in the morning, you brush your teeth, you already think about what am I going to eat? How am I going to eat it? Like all that takes time. So then yesterday, I will say that I had more time, which was positive. At the same time, though, physically, I was struggling. I didn't want to quit because I'm hard headed. <laughs> and according to my zodiac sign, I am recalcitrant, right? I am stubborn. I am a Taurus. And that's just what we do, right? So I didn't want to quit. My girl was like, yo, you should quit. I'm like, no, I'm just going to keep pushing. So bang, I got that out the way. Um, I worked out, which was probably not the best idea because I am burning a lot of excess calories that way. And then I did Tai Chi on top of that. So it was like, bro, you lifted weights and then you wanted to do Tai Chi on top of that, which was kind of brutal. Enough for the physical. At the social level, this is the level that I think is the most interesting. When I brought it up to a few of my friends and the people that I'm close to, one of the kids said, why the fuck would you do that? And it offended me only because of the way it was asked. But then I thought back and I'm like, you know what? Why am I offended if someone's curious as to what I want to do with my spiritual practices? What bothered me was that it had negative connotations almost like, why would you do that? That's stupid. And, and it bothered me, right? I'm like, because I want to. Like, <laughs> Why do I have to explain myself to you? But then I remember Jesus's last words, you know forgive them father for they know not what they do so i don't want to blame the people that came off a little condescending but at the same time if you're listening to this i hope that you reflect on how you ask people about their spiritual practices like what if this was something that my family taught me and i held dear to me and the first thing you said to me was why the fuck would you do that that's stupid um a, a few other friends were saying things like oh i'm gonna make sure that you get hungry. They sent me pictures of food. Wendy's it's just like really fatty stuff. But it was funny because I'm like, all right, this is all part of the experience. And maybe I have to eat that. Get it? Eat that. So that was that. I am a little bothered, but at the same time, I forgive people for being the way they are. And I understand that something new does get challenged, right? Nas says it all the time. People fear what they don't understand and hate what they can't conquer. So I think that was that so when i reminded them my friends that um that fasting is good for mind body and soul i think it kind of checked them 
And then I was like, well, a lot of people live in distraction world. That's why they chase the food and the sex and the pleasure and all that. But when that's taken away, who are they? Who do they become? So I think that was a better way of explaining my message without getting emotional about it. Because everything that I do, I, I tend to love. You feel me? Even if I'm going to fast, I love the experience. I might not love how I feel in the moment, but I love the ultimate goal and the idea of. So I think that that was good that I was <clears throat> excuse me, being tested that way, both socially, physically, mentally, spiritually, whatever, sexually. Because I was avoiding anything, literally porn, anything that, that could throw a person off. And we don't know it. We don't realize it. But we are exposed to a lot on social media. So I had to kind of be like, eh, not today. You know what I mean? So that was that. And then as for, for the spiritual, I didn't really feel any different. I'm not going to lie. I did feel, I would say, calmer because I didn't have to spend so much time planning. And I didn't feel so stressed out about time. But in that same breath, it was hard to remain mindful the entire experience because my headache was hurting me physically. And then just people were making it harder than it needed to be. And I allowed them to make it harder. So I'll say that. But it also taught me balance where I didn't go to the aggressive side and told people like, yo, what the fuck? Mind your business. Like I didn't go there. So I'm proud of myself for that. It is the first time I've done it. So I'm proud that I finished from seven in the morning to 745, 12 hours straight. I woke up at four to say the prayer. And then the last interesting spiritual thing that I'll say about that to wrap this segment up about the Ramadan update was that you're supposed to pray at five. No, excuse me, 445 in the morning. That was the first day yesterday, right? This morning, though, Saturday morning, not Friday morning, but Saturday morning, I woke up at some um, 445 and I look at the clock and I'm like, God, do you want me to pray again? Is that why I just magically woke up at the same time prayer starts? So I threw a little prayer in there for all my um, practicing Muslim brothers and sisters. God bless. I'll say it again. Eid Mabaruk. I hope I said that right. Inshallah. God bless. Thank you for letting me join you on this journey and for all your support. Um, I did get a lot of positive feedback from a lot of my Muslim brothers and sisters. They were like more curious as opposed to my friends that came off a little judgmental, to be honest. But I also understand why they're coming from there because it is very different from what we grew up doing. So I got to balance all that. And, you know, it is what it is. So so that was that. That was my Ramadan reflections. I hope that was interesting. And one more thing I want to say, I am very grateful for the shirt sales. I don't know if you guys know, but I am selling shirts, tanks that say the Mindful Wizard. They have the Mindful M in the background. And I'm going to start dropping white shirts with the black logo. I think that's really cool. And when the weather gets nicer, we're dropping hoodies too. So if you want to support the agenda, please reach out to at Mindful Wizard. Email mindfulwizard at gmail. And you can ask about, you know, bulk orders, purchasing. We're only doing pre-orders. So that's pretty cool. If anyone's interested, let me know. And then the last, last thing I promise I'll say is that life is good. Stay focused. Please continue to listen to the podcast. We got a lot more listeners, which is nuts. And when I saw the numbers, I almost cried, right? One of our podcasts had like almost 80 plays, which is nuts. One episode, 80 plays. So I'm like, wow. So, you know, we're getting somewhere. So let's just keep pushing the message. If you hear this and you're inspired by anything that I say, please reach out. If you want to argue with me, please reach out. If you want to add a little bit to this podcast, please reach out. All right, guys, I'll leave it at that unless something else pops up. If not, I'll wrap up this segment with one more tomorrow. 
and we'll leave it at that. I love you guys. Stay focused and, uh, you know, stay consistent in your spiritual practices. Amen. And thanks for listening. Holla. What up? What up? What up? So I wasn't going to jump back in, but I have to. I have to check this out. So this is just a Ramadan update part two. This morning when I woke up, because if you listen, hopefully you listened carefully. I said that I woke up on my own accord at 445, which is rare. But then I realized that's the prayer time. So I sent the prayer out. And then I also thought about my Muslim brothers and sisters that work in the store up the block. And I always go over there. I check on check in on these dudes for like a few minutes, you know, I go over there, buy a bag of chips and we'll always talk about life and religion. And I got a lot of love for these people and they treat me right. Like they've always been, you know, nothing but love and respect. So it's funny though, cause I woke up and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna pray. And then the next thought I had was, y'all, I haven't seen my brothers from the store in a while because obviously we're not supposed to be leaving our houses. So I said, y'all, I hope these guys are doing well, man. God bless them. And I hope God, you can hear my message and whatever. I went back to sleep. No big deal. I didn't think about it. Tell me how my mother just came home from that store and she's like oh by the way um your friends at the store send their love and i'm like what she's like yeah they wanted me to tell you that they hope that you're having a blessed day and that they hope that you're healthy and 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 doing well so out of all days i send the prayer out this morning and then i get the message through my mother so this is real bro (laughs) energy is real and when you put out love with no intention just like this is just what it is i just love this dude I, i i wish him the best it comes back. And I wanted to share that message with y'all. All right. So thanks for listening again. I'm going to try to get a few more segments and we'll leave it at that. All right, guys. Thanks again. I hope that little story was nice. Holla. Amen. What's good, you beautiful people? This is the Mindful Wizard. I hope everyone's having a blessed day. To wrap up this week's podcast, I wanted to discuss negative energy and what to do with it. The inspiration for this has been a few episodes of daily occurrence that have increased over time basically i don't want to speak anything negative into existence but i will say that i have been challenged more this past few weeks and it's something interesting and a new experience that i have now had to reflect on how i handle that energy and then it led to the inspiration that i want to talk about now so kanye says in one of his songs that He didn't have a phone in his apartment. So negative people, he didn't let them in, basically. He didn't, like, let them express themselves. And you could think about it, like, at the physical, that, yeah, maybe he didn't have a phone in his apartment. Or you could look at it more, you know, philosophically, that he's not allowing those energies in by not even allowing the communication to happen in the first place. Like, I'm not even allowing that space in. So that's one approach when looking at negative energy. Another approach later in the song, and the the approach I want to focus on more, is in one of these songs, I think it's called Last Call, Kanye says something like, basically, he tried to rap in front of people. They thought he was whack. They didn't like his lyrics. They didn't want to let him shine. And then he says, I basically... I wish I knew the words word for word, but basically he's saying like, I could let their energy destroy me or I can use that to boost my self-esteem and keep going. So I want to talk about that because that's alchemy in motion, you know, and alchemy, for those of you that don't know, is just basically using, well, it originally started with this pursuit to turn metal into gold, right? But... Now, the way I see it is 
by turning negative energy into something that you can use. And I believe that that's what Kanye is talking about, because in that song that I just referenced a little while ago, Last Call, he's saying that he uses that energy to power his car. And I think what he's trying to say is to push him forward, right? So I want people to understand that negative energy is what it is. And that's an internal reflection of the person that's carrying it. So don't allow that to become your reflection as well. You know what I mean? People are walking around with that and that's how it comes out. But we as now mindful individuals or those that are obtaining to be, we have to make attempts to kind of read where that's coming from and not respond. And that's where my struggles happened earlier today where, you know, people challenged me and I, and I felt the need to, to go back and forth. But upon further reflection, that's just ego, you know, and we all got to understand that. And it's a beautiful thing that I'm knowledgeable of that and that I can reflect on it. And that's growth. So use negative energy to propel forward understand it for what it is and then detach from it don't let it slow you down and if it does slow you down you're human you know understand it um don't let it affect you like i said don't let it you know don't be absorbed by it and don't stay with that let that be and move on because energy needs to flow and also if there's something within yourself that's blocking you start to understand that and question yourself as to why you respond to that energy the way you do. All right? I'll leave it at that. I love y'all. Thanks for listening. I hope that Ramadan was interesting. That Ramadan piece, that was a cool experience. So we'll see if I can do that again. And that's just what it is. All right, guys. I love y'all. This is a short podcast. Holla. And uh, God is good. Later, guys. Thanks for listening, Mindful Wizard. Holla. Support. Buy a shirt. And you already know. If you want to get a shirt, look for me on Instagram. I'm at Mindful Wizard. Or just email me mindfulwizard at gmail. All right, guys. Be well. Holla.